Hi everybody and welcome back to the show. Today is episode number 238 of the All Around Growth Podcast and we are going to discuss the four pillars of health. That's right, it's Wednesday, December 2nd, 2021. Kind of hard to believe it's December already. And indeed, we are going to talk about the four pillars of health today. And for those of you who are new to the show, this is a show that is intended to provide insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser and I am your host. The four pillars of health are nutrition, movement, stress, and sleep with a focus on nutrition and sleep. And today, during the drive, I'm going to try to touch on all four pillars, but I am going to begin with a big focus on nutrition, most of all, not just nutrition, but functional nutrition, right? And a lot of what I'm about to discuss comes from the Institute for Functional Medicine uh, and some documentation that I received through the Cleveland Clinic, working with a doctor there in the uh, Department of Functional Medicine, along with a dietitian. So let's get into it. What is functional nutrition and why does it matter? Functional nutrition is about finding the right way for each of us as individuals to eat using food to maximize the potential for health and reverse dysfunction or disease. There is no single right diet that applies to everyone. We all have different genetic backgrounds, different dietary preferences, and different lives. We all want to be healthy, but figuring out how to make food and dietary patterns serve that goal can be difficult. Functional nutrition offers the concepts, strategies, and tools to make that happen. For centuries, humans have relied on food on the food supply, rather, as a source of energy, health, and connection. However, in the last six or seven decades, changes in the food supply and how we use it have contributed strongly to the growing epidemic of chronic disease. Functional nutrition developed out of a desire on the part of healthcare providers to change that picture. Emerging science is very clear that food is a powerful influence on health. Food offers not only the calories that fuel our body's metabolism, but it also contains many diverse components that play important roles in all our bodily functions. In certain proportions and amounts, poor quality food can influence or create disease, and high quality food can reverse disease and sustain health. In a very real sense, food is medicine. Food also represents connection. In most cultures, Food plays a major role in familial bonding, celebrations, and ceremonies. Through food, we connect with friends and family, and the memories we make with them are often recalled when smelling or tasting familiar foods. The action of eating also integrates the mind with the body, and this mind-body connection influences how we experience the world around us. 
The loss of the shared family meal with food prepared from scratch has been part of the transformation that is feeding the chronic disease cycle. Did you catch that? Let me repeat that. Because I think in all of this, this is one of the most profound and biggest takeaway statements. The loss of the shared family meal with food prepared from scratch has been part of the transformation that is feeding the chronic disease cycle. Now before I go off on that, I have a little bit more to read. There are three basic elements in our diets. Macronutrients, the proteins, fats, and carbohydrates that are the building blocks of all food. Micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. Phytonutrients, plant-derived substances that have a, plant, a positive effect on health. And processed foods in the food supply interfere with the function of those basic elements. Now, processing practices include hydrogenating oils, adding sugar and sweeteners to foods, processing and bleaching grains, applying toxic agricultural chemicals to crops, and using trans fats in food manufacturing. These practices may increase the shelf life of food, make food look prettier, or make food taste sweeter. However, when they are the main component of a steady diet, they have the potential to cause harm and make us sick. Food is information, not just energy, calories. Food actually tells our bodies how to function by signaling exactly when and how each different type of cell should behave in every situation. So we want the very best information to reach our cells in order to achieve optimal functioning. That's why functional nutrition has had such an impact on my life. That last little line, the summarization of it all. When it comes to nutrition and food and my health, based on my experiences over the past two months or so, I've learned that the changes in my diet are resulting in exactly that optimal functioning of my mind and that's a great that's a great result to have um, I want to share a little bit of my experience with functional nutrition the dietary changes that I've made without going into too much specifics and some of the dietary protocols and regimens I had followed before before this journey of functional nutrition and it's worth pointing out that I have uh, over the course of the past a little over a decade with the consistent changes that I've made I have lost almost a hundred pounds and you can too and you can do it faster 
the 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 thing is I all of mine was like a roller coaster and it wasn't until I took this route and as far as I'm concerned leveled up beyond keto where I began to experience real results and got off the roller coaster that I'd been on for such a long time. What is provided in all of this with working with functional medicine is the tools and resources to provide the individual that's engaging with the functional medicine department the best opportunity to succeed. Now we only succeed if we want to succeed. But part of that, working with the functional medicine department and a dietitian, is access to this learning portal where there's all sorts of information which includes but isn't limited to a comprehensive guide that provides an overview for a specific food plan that's been uh, prescribed to you, for lack of a better term, based on what you're dealing with. And for me, that food plan was a grain-free elimination diet. And I, uh, in a nutshell, that is an elimination of beef, pork, eggs, all grains, corn, most processed, literally all processed foods. But I can eat chicken, fish, you know, ghee, coconut oil, clarified butter, uh, which is ghee olive oils, avocado oils, um, and pseudo-grains like quinoa, even wild rice. So, what I've done, well, before I get into what I've done, in addition to this comprehensive guide that provides an overview, overview for a specific meal plan, there's a weekly planner and recipes provides a quick start guide to shopping and cooking meals. There's also a food plan which provides specific guidance on the foods to eat, a phytonutrient spectrum checklist so that you have a better idea and can learn about what is in foods based on their color, and a bibliography which provides resources and references supporting everything that you are reading so that you can do your own research further if, you, if, if what you're reading is not a compelling enough argument. Now, I said something a bit provocative that when I leveled up beyond the keto diet because my experience with the keto diet was largely based on some people that I heard on podcasts and then my experiences in a lot of Facebook groups and other groups on other social medias or people that I followed on other social medias. 
And like, here's how, here's how I grew into a keto diet. I was, I was, I was eating like well over a dozen eggs a week with Bob Evans sausage and some cheese, little egg muffins, you know, hey, keto friendly, a lot of bacon, you know, ground beef and mushrooms. Um, and I also, you know, had this sweet tooth that I couldn't kick. So I was making these little peanut butter whip things with cream cheese and um, artificial sweeteners and almond butter and uh, and all this shit, right? Keto-friendly this, keto-friendly snacks. And I would get results, but the results that I got weren't consistent. Like I previously said, there was this whole thing of, there was this roller coaster effect that I was experiencing. And that just, uh, that, that was frustrating. Lost my train of thought back there because there's a sheriff in the school zone watching for offenders like myself. And I didn't have the best results with just what I understood as a, quote, keto diet. But I guess they were good enough for what I was trying to do at the time. And it wasn't until I experienced uh, some pretty severe gastrointestinal problems compounded with more seizures over the series of six months than I've had in the past 10 years. Uh, so those two things made me decide to follow up with functional medicine, which was an idea that I was first exposed to through uh, naturopathy and my neurologist back in 2017. But I made the decision I was just, I was, t I, need, I was, I wasn't healthy enough to pursue functional medicine, which was a stupid idea. But that was, it was one of these things that I had said to myself, like, well, I can't do this until I do that. And I'd done that a lot. And that's ridiculous. What that actually means when, when we say, I can't do this until I do that, it means I'm comfortable making excuses for all that which I do not do because I'm more comfortable with where I am right here, right now. I prefer my current state more than I wish to discover the untapped potential. That's what that means. And that's what I did for a long time, years, until I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when I went to 
See, and this wasn't a, a this wasn't a a quick, easy process. Getting in with these doctors takes time. Now, don't expect that you're going to see a doctor within a week or two. Expect to see a doctor within four to six months, and then expect the process that you're going to go through. Expect that to take another three to six months. I mean, this is a lengthy process because there's a lot of lab work, a lot of blood work to be done, a lot of work to do prior to that, prep work. And then you really need to be committed to your own health and well-being. And that's why the focus is on nutrition and sleep in those four pillars of health. And again, those four pillars of health are nutrition, movement, stress, and sleep, with a focus on nutrition and sleep. So because those are the two areas of focus in functional medicine, I focused on those two things. I sacrificed certain things in life to make room and make time for additional sleep that was necessary. And I made some sacrifices so that I could focus on nutrition. And that involves cooking more often, sourcing different food in different ways, and it involves changing your life. And some of us listen to a podcast called The Survival Podcast by Jack Spierko. And his motto or tagline for doing what he does is helping you build a better life for when times get tough or even if they don't. And I'm realizing that by taking the time and changing my life and working within my community and local farmers getting involved with the farmers market that it gives me better access easier access to good quality food while networking amongst my community and what are becoming my peers and Jack's take on his show is his take on his show because he is what he refers to as a modern survivalist. And I'm, I'm a fan, have been for over a, damn near, yeah, over a decade now. And my tagline is providing insight and tools to building the life and homestead of your dreams, because that's what I'm all about. And so I committed, I went all in on the nutrition aspect, went all in on the sleep, and I'm realizing that it has become easier to get back into those old ways of incorporating more movement into my life, and in doing so, those three have compounded, so to speak, their results to address the fourth aspect of functional or the pillar of health, the fourth pillar of health, which is stress. When you engage in proper nutrition, proper sleep, and adequate movement, you naturally mitigate stress. 
And if you're interested into why I think this is a level up from keto, I'm afraid you're going to have to join the Telegram or the Telegram chat at t.me slash allaroundgrowth because we are out of time for today, guys. And I'll have to touch on these other pillars, specifically sleep, in another episode. But I hope that you enjoyed this one. If you did and you want to talk more about this, like I said, there's the Telegram chat group, t.me slash allaroundgrowth from any internet browser. And if you are already on Telegram, you can search the groups for All Around Growth and you will find us there. In the show notes, there will be some links and text to what I referenced as well for your reference. And there will also be some links to rate the show and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. And at the time of this recording in early December, this is still one of the valuable metrics that is being used for podcasts and exposure to new audience members. So if you like what you hear, you want to spread the word, you want to connect with other people and help get the word out there, then please go to the show notes, leave a rating and a review. And that is going to be very helpful. And as always, I look forward to connecting with you again tomorrow morning. I appreciate your time today. And I hope that you have a great day today. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.